All right, you guys. So that is not my official jingle, honey, okay? I just had to borrow that real quick. Anyways, I hope you guys are doing good this evening. I want to come on here and do my first official evening podcast. I had to take a nap earlier, honey, when I tell you I've been so dang on tired. You know, one thing about being a YouTuber and just doing social media stuff, your sleep pattern is so off, yo, it's ridiculous. It's like between researching and editing and talking to people and going through DMs and emails. It's like your sleep pattern is so off. So when you can get in a quick nap and get some, you know, beauty rest, you just do that. So I took a nice little nap earlier. So now I'm ready to come on here and talk about a few things. You know, YouTube, you know, I'm trying to hang in there, as you guys all know. But I had to start my podcast. I had to be able to speak freely about topics that I feel are somewhat important to me. And I know YouTube is censoring us like crazy. It's insane. Even with the Nikki Tutorials um, video that I did, I felt like I was definitely being very fair to her. But if you guys know me, you guys know I will call out foolishness. And I felt so conflicted because the part about her not telling her current fiance, you know, her original gender, that bothered me. And I know it bothered a lot of people. I saw the comments. But it's like I had to, like, really you know, debate and argue with myself, like, do you even want to go there? Do you even want to bring this up? Because it's like, if I say something and, you know, people on YouTube get offended or the trans community, and she's a way bigger YouTuber than I am, I don't want people coming after my shit. I don't work hard for my channel, and I'm not about to lose my channel behind, you know, Nikki Tutorials or nobody. So I just kind of said, you know what, let's just stick to the topic at hand. I didn't even want to go there about her not telling her fiancé, but I know a lot of people are talking about that. But we'll do a whole nother show. I'm getting ready to schedule a show coming up soon, and we're going to really get into that. We're going to get into transitioning kids at early ages. I want to hear from the people. But like I said, it's just certain things we cannot hit on anymore on YouTube. If you talk about certain influencers if they want they can run and say that you're bullying them and everything else so I'm just trying to stay out that fray okay I'm trying to bring you guys content but then still you know watch my steps so that's why I'm so happy that I have this podcast because now I can just kind of talk you know what I mean I can run my damn mouth okay how you doing you know I didn't have time yesterday but guess what <laughs> today I got time good. today I got time good. Yes, today I got time. So anyways, y'all, I want to come on here and talk about this really disturbing situation. I know this type of video is definitely a no-go on YouTube, so I want to bring it onto my podcast. So if you guys do not know, a lot of you guys were sending me DMs yesterday about a comedian. His name is Brad Williams, and he's a little person. And so what happened is that basically um, a 2014 clip that was taken from the Doug Benson show, it has resurfaced. And the podcast is called Getting Doug High or some some crap, honey. Anyways, in this podcast, um, this comedian, his name is Brad Williams, he starts talking about how him and fellow comedian Carlos Mancia, yes, the one that steals jokes, that Carlos Mancia, okay? They were basically on the road, and Carlos Mancia, you know, he he's married, and I guess he caught himself trying to be faithful to his wife. So they had a girl on the tour bus, and instead of them just saying, hey, you know, I have a wife, and, you know, I can't sleep around, um, they decide to basically swap partners. So she thinks she's about to get some Carlos Mencia peen, but instead she gets some little peen from um, Brad Williams. So this story is just really, really disturbing. I'm going to go ahead and play this for you guys. You guys go ahead and check this out. 
Oh, he turned off all the lights and then <laughs> sent me in. And then I started hooking up with the girl. And it went for a good 15 minutes before she realized that, huh, I mean, Mencia's tiny, but he shouldn't have stubby arms like that. And then finally uh, she realized that she was having sex with me. That's kind of, I feel like that's like a rape story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in technical sense. I think technically it is. <laughs> well, I hope this was over seven years ago. Those technical limitations are good. <laughs> it was good being here. <laughs> nice knowing you, Brad. <laughs> Yeah. What, you think you could get in trouble somehow for what he did? Yeah. What does that It's like, really, nigga? All right, y'all just heard that bullshit. So basically, he's confessing to accidentally, you know, raping a woman on tour. Now, what I find really funny about this whole situation is the fact that there's some outrage, but it's definitely not getting as much press as if this was... You know, let's say this was like a black comedian or another comedian. I just feel like you'd hear more about this. But, um, you know, the fact that they're laughing and they're finding this funny, this is really disturbing, okay? And it just shows you how much times have changed because this was recorded in 2014. So this was several years ago before the whole Me Too movement, the whole Time's Up movement. But now that we're in this whole new Me Too era, People are digging up old podcasts and old videos and, you know, old audio and bringing them to light. So, of course, and I knew this was going to happen, honey. As soon as it went viral, I said, this little man, okay, no pun intended, boo, is going to come out with a sad story. We might as well go ahead and bring out the damn violins, okay? That, that's what we're going to do because what he's going to do is play crazy and act like this was all a joke. And I'm not buying it, you guys. I'm not buying it at all. That's what people do, you know, when, when, they're, when they've gotten caught up in some fuckery. They'll act like, oh, I was just playing. Oh, it's just a joke. Oh, don't take it seriously. Sir, I'm not buying it at all. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the article where he apologizes. Come on, y'all. Grab the tiny violins. <laughs> All right, y'all, I got my violin ready. Let me go ahead and read you guys this bullshit apology. So Brad Williams says, I owe you all an apology. Hello, everyone. Recently, a podcast, Getting Dug With High. Okay, that's why. Okay, so it wasn't me tripping. That's the name of the podcast. It's just goofy as hell. All right. I did years ago as a younger, more inexperienced comedian has resurfaced. On the podcast, guests get high, talk, and answer questions. A question was asked of me to describe a crazy story that happened on the road. I didn't have any crazy stories, but I didn't want to say no, as this is a very popular podcast and I want it to be funny. So I made up a story on the spot to try to be entertaining. Unfortunately, the story was not funny at all and made light of, a, and made light of an incredibly serious topic. I understand that people were offended, and rightfully so, by me joking about such material, I want to take the opportunity to let you all know that I regret what I said and I apologize for the content of the story. But I want to emphasize that it was just a story that I made up. It was an unfunny, horrible fabrication and the actions described in this story never happened. Regardless, the topics that made 
the topics that I made light of are extremely serious, and I want everyone to know that I fully support <laughs> the hashtag MeToo movement. My joke contributed to rape culture, and for that, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. I'm embarrassed that my wanting to have a story and to make my friends laugh would go down that dark road. It's not who I am, and I'll do everything in my power to never be a part of that again. I need to do better, and I will. I would prefer to live in a world where victims can come forward without fear of retaliation or retribution. I hope people in my life, both personally and professionally, will attest to my character. I want to set a good example for my daughter, so I will apologize to her, my wife, friends, and family. And to all you, the people who supported me throughout my career, I also apologize to you. I'm tr I truly am deeply sorry for my words. I can't express enough how sorry I am that I cause anyone pain and I'll do anything and I'll do everything I can to make this right. In the future, I will choose contents of which I speak more carefully. For now, I'm taking some time off to be there for my new growing family. I look forward to the future and wish you all the best that life has to offer. Thank you. So that is his apology. And I think it was a, you know, pretty decent apology, but I still am not buying this, okay? Let's not act like this does not happen, you know, um, in everyday life. As a matter of fact, story time, I have a really good friend, and this happened to her years ago when we were younger. And, you know, looking back on it, we were so young, we didn't even know how to, like, comprehend. Like, I didn't even know how to even... I don't know, like like even taking what she was telling me. I knew it was fucked up, but I didn't know if it was rape. I didn't know, you know, what she should do. But basically, she called me one night really upset and crying. And she was telling me that, you know, she was hooking up with this guy that she really liked. And they'd been talking for a while. And, um, you know, they were having sex in the room. And so basically, the guy got up, said that he wanted to go get a drink or something like that. Long story short, he leaves the bedroom and then unbeknownst to her, you know, somebody else sleeps in the room. She assumes that it's the guy, okay, the guy that she went to go hook up with. And so her and this other guy, you know, they're doing something, and he gets the moaning, and he doesn't sound like the guy that she's talking to. So now her alarm bells are, like, ringing, like, what the fuck? That doesn't sound like his voice. And so she started, like, kind of touching him, and she was like, well, this guy was skinnier, and so then she jumped up, like, get off of me. Like, what are you doing? And they cut on the lights, and it was a whole nother guy. And that really fucked her up. Like, I remember her telling me the story, and she was crying. And she's like, you know, I got to run and go get an HIV test. You know, I don't know if he has something. I wasn't trying to sleep with him. Like, how could he do me like that? You know, the guy that she went to go, you know, hook up with. And, like, that really fucked with her. And I'll never forget that story. So, you know, this happens to women. I'm not going to say all the time, but this does happen to women. Because I had, one, you know, I had something like this happen to a friend of mine. And, like I said, we were so much younger back then. We didn't even know how how to process that like I didn't even think to tell her to like you know go file a police report or go you know and she didn't even want to take it there because her whole thing is everybody's gonna look at her like she's a hoe you know but they're just gonna switch it around like oh we were running a train on her and you know stuff like that her main thing was she just really wanted to go run and go get tested and she just felt so dirty because the guy that ended up swapping places is a guy that she could not stand Okay, she had no attraction towards him. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, regardless if he was like a supermodel and fine as hell, it was wrong. 
if I'm going into a situation to go sleep with one person, you can't just, you know, swap and, and, and trade, you know what I mean, and then bring somebody else unbeknownst to me. So I'm not buying his joke about it was just a lie, it was a made-up story. I could see that happening. I could really see that happening, and I could see comedians, you know, two comedians trying to do something like that, thinking that it's funny. And let's not forget um, back in the day, and I forget the name of this skit or what album it's on, but I remember Too Short had a skit on one of his albums, and it was basically describing the same thing. And a lot of y'all who, you know, I know a lot of people from the hood, a lot of people just, you know, round the way. I'm sure I'm not the only person who knows somebody who's had this done to them, or you've heard stories of guys, you know, that bro culture, you know, on college campuses where, you know, they'll get with a girl, she might be drunk, and it's like, oh, it ain't no fun if the homie can't have none, or, you know, they'll swap places. So this happens more times than people like to talk about, but it's really disturbing, you know, looking back on it as an older woman and you know, listening to them talk about it so casually and laughing and the guy saying, well, yo, that's so, you know, that's rape. Oh, but, you know, was it longer than seven years ago? Well, then they can't do anything because of statute of limitations. Like, bruh, that shit's not funny. You know, and of course, what else he's going to say? Yeah, I did that shit. No, of course he's going to lie and say that he made it up and it's just a joke. I'm not buying your story, little man. I'm just not buying your story. At this point, you get the side eye from me, okay? Really, nigga? Yes, really. I'm not buying it. I think, you know, he's full of crap. He's trying to save himself. He's trying to save his reputation, you know. And like I said, we live in a whole new era. This is now the Me Too Time's Up era. And people are not playing with these rape jokes. They're not playing, you know, with, with this bro culture. And I just find the whole situation just sad and disgusting. And like I said, I had this happen to a friend. And this actually triggered me because I had forgot about that situation, honestly. Because like I said, this was years ago. And when I was listening to that, I'm like, damn, that's the same thing that happened to my homegirl. You know what I'm saying? When she caught me crying and shit and really upset about the situation. And it triggered me and it brought me back to a place. And it's like, you know, that's really messed up. And I don't know how she's dealing with that to this day. But I know at that time, like, it really... It really messed with her self-esteem, really made her feel bad. And then it's like, of course, she couldn't even go back around those guys. Like when she would like run into them, it's like she just wanted to kill the dude. I mean, it was a mess. y'all. It was a straight up mess. But I don't find anything funny about this. And, you know, the fact that the story is viral, but it's not that damn viral. I don't see many people talking about it, you know, but I want to bring it up here. I want to do a late night discussion and get y'all's opinion on everything. You know, it's really sad that we've gotten to this point where people feel like, you know, a rape joke is even, you know, okay to be considered as a joke, you know, and then he has a daughter just like with too short. He went so many years. He was like, what, 52 years old. And a woman finally had a daughter by too short he finally knocked somebody up. So it's like all the stuff that you said about women, all the stuff that you put women through, you better hope that don't happen to your daughter, okay? So the whole situation's crazy. You know, I'm sure all will be forgiven, especially since he's claiming that it was just a joke. But like I said, joke or not, it just wasn't funny and that it actually triggered me. So I wanted to come on here and talk about it on my podcast. So anyways, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and sign out. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and look forward to more episodes coming soon.